When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to the Goldmine Magazine podcast. This is Pat Prince editor of Goldmine Magazine, and today we're going to be talking to John Lodge. When we spoke to John, he was just about to start a brief tour of his own solo stuff, and he just came off a Moody Blues tour, and he will take off for the holidays and come back and start his own tour again, starting with the Cruise to the Edge uh, cruise, <laughs> a rock cruise uh, from February 4 to 9, 2019. And these cruises are very popular amongst the fans. And then he will continue on again with uh, more of his solo tour, uh, starting with the Seminole Casino in uh, Florida um, on February 10th. So he's not uh, missing a beat there. He gets off the cruise and starts again. And he's playing a lot of his solo work, especially his last solo album, 10,000 Light Years Ago. But we'll cover a lot of ground. We'll talk about the Moody Blues, too. And we'll be right back after this message from CygnusRadio.com. Hey, I'm Ronald Webb, and this is Patrick Prince. And together we host the Goldmine Radio Hour, the show that features the latest issue of Goldmine, the music collector's magazine. Tune in Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on CygnusRadio.com. Fine, thank you. And you? Good, good. Am I calling England, or are you in the States? I'm actually in uh, Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. You Right. Hope yeah. you're not gambling too much. No. <laughs> uh, uh, so you just got off the Moody Blues tour, and now you're switching gears to your own tour. Is it hard to switch gears like that? Um, no, not really, because, um, you know, it, I think when you... Because in the Moody's and myself, you know, we... It's all our own music, and so it's we're still playing our own songs. There may be different songs. Uh, it's it's just a case, really, of uh, 
getting the rehearsals in at the right time. I was rehearsing for this solo tour uh, during the summer and um, everyone in the band has been rehearsing as well, uh, on, you know, in their own time. And then uh, when I get to Nashville, well, I'll just re we'll go into rehearsal mode for a few days and fine tune everything, I hope. And then uh, we're ready to go. Hmm. So who is in the 10,000 Years Light Band? That's the band you'll be taking on the road, correct? Yeah, it is. I've got um, I've got a, a guitarist called Duffy. Okay. Uh, Alan Hewitt, uh, my um, musical director, is it? My keyboard man. Um, uh, a drummer, uh, obviously a drummer, uh, and then uh, called Billy Asbar. And then I've got a cellist and a cellist and a sly guitarist. Uh, called Jason, and he's from Detroit. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Did you ask Chris Spedding to to join, or is he was he just uh, booked up? Uh, Chris Chris is always working all the while, but of course Chris is based in the UK, really. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but I'd love you know I'd love Chris to be on the road, but of course. Is he, Chris is a man of many parts anyway, and, and of course he's out with Brian Ferry and Roxy Music a lot, and then he's got his own band as well, Chris. Uh, and uh, to, to get him in line and say, Chris, I'm ready to go, uh, he may be doing <laughs> something else. <laughs> well, he's been on two of your solo albums, correct? Yes, he has, yeah. absolutely. And, and also I recorded, uh, strange enough, I recorded... A song for a Gene Vincent album, and um, Chris loved Gene Vincent. Yes. Uh, anyway, and uh, so I got Chris to come and play guitar on a song called "Important Words," huh. and uh, Chris played guitar on that. So, yeah, we do other things other than uh, John Lodge or Moody's, you know. Well, maybe if you did, he ever come up on stage or anything when you did play the UK for your solo stuff? That did he ever do on the that? Road yeah, I no, um, he hasn't. Uh, it, it's something I'd really like to do, but mm. Chris doesn't really like traveling that much. Yes. he likes he likes to be uh, in one place. And uh, you know, if he's doing something like you know a, a show in London, like War of the Worlds or something, yes. he prefers to be in, in one place. Now, will you be playing any Moody's songs on your solo tour? Yes, there's a um, you know some Moody's songs that. I would always play anyway, things like Is It Life Strange and Singer in a Rock and Roll Band. Uh, but uh, on this, uh, but it gives me an opportunity to do songs we don't do in the movies. Ooh, nice. So, songs like uh, Candle of Life and Blue Jay songs, like By the Music. And uh, on this tour, I'm doing something different as well, you know. I'm doing a couple of songs as a tribute to uh, Ray Thomas and Mike Pinder. And uh, a couple of songs that the Moody's will never play, I don't think, on stage uh, again. But it's music that I really want to be out there, you know, because it's an integral part of my life, you know, the parts I played on those songs. So I want to uh, play a couple of those songs as well in uh, in tribute to Ray and to Mike. Plus, you'll give uh, Moody Blues fans uh incentive to come see you for sure. <laughs> It's, it's exciting you know you're going to be doing songs that the the band doesn't usually play that's that's very exciting 
Yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a bit like, you know, deep cuts, isn't it? Yes. You know, it, it's go, go, and, go and investigate other songs that people know uh, that you never do. Yes. And uh, for, for whatever reason, you know. Yeah, fans love that. Yeah. They really do. Now, it's been three years since 10,000 Light Years Ago. Have you uh, listened to it with new ears, so to speak? Have you revisited it and made new impre- has it made new impression impressions on you over the years? It, what's really interesting when you when you record an album, yeah, uh, I, I I sort of put it, it it every time I hear it after that for the first few years, I can remember everything about how it went, you know. So I never actually get to listen to the full picture of what what the album was, and. Uh, I think when I came to do the last concert on my English tour at Birmingham Town Hall, um, the reason I chose Birmingham Town Hall, by the way, is because uh, I'm a total Buddy Holly fan. And when I was uh, 13, I saw Buddy Holly at Birmingham Town Hall. Mm. And I said to my promoter, you know, the last concert on the tour, I want to be at Birmingham Town Hall. I want to stand on that stage and just look up uh, and a, you know a young Johnny Lodge looking down at Buddy Holly mm. and uh, it sort of completed the circle for me and I think when I made when I recorded that concert and then I listened to it and then mixed the album and put the DVD together I think that's when I realised what the album was about, about as well then mm. and uh, because the album was based on just a thought I had that the um, the past has gone forever, uh, but the future is always in reach. And um, I suddenly realised, really, that's what the album really meant to be. Hmm. And um, the future was actually getting on stage at Birmingham Town Hall, which I never thought I'd ever do. You know, so it became true, really. You're really lucky to see Billy, uh, Buddy Holly, because. Uh... You know, a lot of people didn't. What was uh, your first impression? Blew you away? Just just amazing. I I couldn't believe that a guy could come on stage with a a Fender Stratocaster guitar, one amplifier, a drummer, and a double bass player, and actually perform all these songs, which I knew. You know, it Mm. was just just an amazing, uh, amazing experience for me. And... I think it showed a lot of English people, a lot of English musicians, how to become musicians, how to become stage presence. Uh, because up until then, really, most of the, um, you know, rock and roll came from America and is all iconic, you know. How how big could you be, you know? Elvis Presley, what an icon, you know. Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Chuck Berry. Um, we couldn't, in England, we couldn't be those people. We mm. could only be like a, uh, a facsimile of them. We couldn't really be those people. And uh, But Buddy only showed a way to do it by standing there. I mean, he had, you know, a black suit on, bow tie, wrote his own songs and sang his own songs. And suddenly it was like, yeah, I can understand that. Was there a lot of screaming like the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, it, you, you know, I can't remember what the audience reaction was because I was just so locked in and looking at, uh, you know, Buddy Holly. You know, I mean, 
uh, you know, I, I got all his records, you know. And yeah. I remember listening, the very first record I heard was of Buddy Holly's, with That'll Be The Day. And uh, I waited three months to get a copy wow. of that record because you couldn't get it in England. They played it on, yeah. a, on a television show and then I ordered it. I think I had to wait three months before I managed to get it. Wow. Uh, but, uh, but it was on a 78 not a 45 mm. and actually I've still got that 78 on my jukebox wow that's fantastic that's probably worth a lot of money actually yeah, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> I'll never part with it though now when you look at 10,000 light years ago compared to the other solo albums what do you think of it do you compare it rather yeah I, I, it's more um, it, it, it's more probably in the realms of the first seven albums of the Moody Blues. It was more, I, I think it's mm -hmm. more prog rock uh, yes. than anything else I've done. Uh, definitely more prog rock. Uh, and that's what I wanted it to be. And that's what I really do enjoy, to be honest. And, uh, you know, if it takes five minutes to write a song or perform it or record it, then it's going to take five minutes. And, um, like, in my mind and... Uh, uh, and but then you know you you can get the prog rock part into sort of a, a, a you know commercial side of of it really yeah. you know like songs like get me out of here yeah because it's got the chorus line but it's still got this prog rock approach to a song you know yes it's interesting that you mentioned prog rock because um, we just did this feature the 20 albums that invented prog rock and there were two moody blues albums on there you can't help but have the moody blues uh influencing prog rock can you i mean it's the conceptual idea of of albums um just prog rock really means open-mindedness i think <laughs> it, it, you're absolutely right it, it's like you know whatever it takes to get there whatever you're trying to put over you know uh, I remember, uh, and I met the, I met this promoter just recently from from the mid sixties, mm. and uh, he reminded me. He said, "You know, I remember um, I came to you as a promoter and said, why nobody can dance to your band, um, so we're not going to book you.'" <laughs> he said, "The problem is some of your songs start fast and they stop, and then they go slow." Yeah. Or some of the songs start slow and then they go fast. Yeah. And then some songs are impossible to dance to. And I said, I remember saying to him at the time in 1966 or whenever it was, I said, no, the idea is that people are going to sit down and listen. Yes. And he, 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 he reminded me of what, uh, what I said to him in 1966. And I think that's what it was about because everybody was dancing in those days and everything else. And that's great. I love it. I, you know, I love all that type of music anyway. But there is an alternative and uh, we wanted to explore the alternative. Well, you ushered in the album rock era where, you know, you sat down with some vinyl looked look you know looked at the the album cover which you you know you can have some great album covers and the gatefold and you know if there was any lyrics or liner notes and sat there and just let the uh vinyl take you over um i, I, I think that's absolutely right you know the 
it's a whole experience for me. Yeah. No, it was a whole experience. Listening to the music, looking looking at the album sleeve, exploring the album sleeve to find where was the relationship with the album sleeve with the record, mm. but also seeing all the information, who wrote what, who played what, um, you know, all the different things, and it's everything that I loved about uh, vinyl records myself, finding out who everyone was. Right. Because before it was kind of like a party, right? You bring your 45s to a party and, you know, everyone listens. But this was more like you, you um, it's almost like you could also do this by yourself as well as with other friends. It was it was a different approach. And, it was also, I think, you know, you, you'd explore a vinyl album and then if you found, you know, they call it deep, deep cuts now, don't yeah. they? But I mean, if you found a song on there, that nobody was playing at all on, you know, on uh, popular radio, whether it was AM or right. FM, uh, top 40 radio. You find a song, and then you'd want to turn your mates onto it, you know, your friends, and say, have you heard this song? It's unbelievable. You yeah. know? And, uh, to me, that was the exciting part about it, because you could share it, you could take the album with you and put it on, and, and it wasn't like listening on earbuds when only you hear you can actually play it on, and you'd say to people, listen to this part that's coming up now, there's a guitar part, which is yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Well, Goldmine Magazine really did a lot to promote um, the band's inclusion into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it, it wasn't too long ago, but it felt like 10,000 light years for you to get in, and it's <laughs> it's justice. <laughs> Have you looked back at the induction ceremony that night with certain memories sticking out? I, I just thought it was, you know, um, in, um, you know, rock and roll came from America, went to England, and yeah. you know, we repackaged it, sent it back, uh, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland is a particular. I mean, if I can say it, I don't really mean this in the wrong word, but it's an American institution, you know. Right. It's something that is real Americana. It's fabulous. But it didn't really mean emotionally that much to us because we not we were never part of it. Mm. Uh, and no people used to say, oh, you, you know, you should be in there. But when we actually got nominated and then we became uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there was an emo- for me there was a huge emotional thing that changed. Yes. And I suddenly realised just a moment, this is something incredibly special. And... I'm now standing shoulder to shoulder to buddy up yeah. all these people, you know. And it, it, it was very emotional. And the people um, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on the on the night before were just fantastic. The fans were just brilliant. And then, of course, on the on the evening, on the day of the uh, induction, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a very long day, very long day. Uh, but to get up on stage and perform and think about everyone else who is in that Hall of Fame and, and has performed, uh, you know, for the fans. And that's what it's about, for the fans, you know. And uh, I never realised how really important it was. I, I remember I got back to England uh, a few weeks later and the amount of people in England who congratulated me. And I thought, I never knew it was such a big thing in England, but it was, you know. <laughs> There is this silent majority of people who don't actually tell you anything, but it's within themselves, you know. Uh, and they were incredibly proud as well. 
Well, they knew that you were one of the better bands coming out of the British Invasion, and um, a lot of you guys perfected a lot of the sounds of America um, in many different ways. Um, you did it proud. You did rock and roll proud, you know. And that's why I think it means so much um, that the English bands are included. You know, in, it is an American institution, but it's very important that you guys are included. Yeah, well, th- I, I, you know, I thank uh, all the fans. I mean, the, uh, the the way they came out and voted was just just uh, phenomenal. You know, yeah. I mean, uh, when, when when my agent said to me that hey, you've been you know uh, you 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 you've been proposed to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, and I, <laughs> I'm thinking, I wonder who's going to vote for us. <laughs> you know, because uh, you do. You know, yeah, why, why, would you not, why would you not think? And then when those votes started, you're thinking, all these people on computers all over the world or wherever they are, yeah. and they're taking the time out to do something for you. you yes. Know? It's very special, incredibly special. Now, the cr- Cruise to the Edge is coming in February. Um, these rock-themed cruises are so popular now. You Do you like them? Do you get a kick out of them? Um, I do. I, I do, yeah. I, I think, I mean, they're floating festivals, you know. That's what yeah. they are, really. And uh, it's it's sort of like-minded people are coming together for a reason, you know. And the prog rock, uh, and it's not as though it's a band and then an audience. It's as though everyone's there together, you know. Yeah. It's just some people playing the music and some people are listening. Yeah. Uh, but we're all there, the same, wandering around, speaking to each other, and uh, you know communicating and everything else it's for me uh i i really enjoy it you know yeah it's quite a phenomenon i'm not even sure how it started but (laughs) it's you've been on several now yeah it's just it's just incredible you see it and uh, it's captured the imagination i think of everyone uh and uh and also you can go along as you know, if you join the cruise, you go along and you're meeting people from all over the place as well. And I think that's important. You mm. know, uh, you, the bands of music has brought all these people together. You know, a few thousand people for four, five days or whatever it is, right. you know. And oh. I just think it's very special. Aren't there little special things too? Like you, I know some cruises have where you show some of the fans... You know how you write songs. You know you do all these little acoustic jams. Supposedly, there's all sorts of things going on. Yeah, I I do a thing on there because you know we have our own little wine company. Yes. And I I do a music and wine event. Oh, wow. Where, yeah, so people come along, you know, and uh, we play some songs acoustically or semi-acoustically. Yeah. Uh, and then you know have a taste of wine and do a Q and A. Uh, wow, that's very cool. Yeah, people ask questions about everything, you know, and uh, it's good because that, that's why it's that to me. That's what the cruise is about. Right. Well, you once said, you know, with a guitar, a blank piece of paper, and a pen, the the musical horizon has horizon has always been there. You go wherever the songs take you. Um, do you still write constantly on the road? Do you? Yeah. Okay. I good. Do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a guitar just right by me right now uh, in my room yeah I, I mean I try to play every day and yeah. particularly when I'm at home you know uh, yeah. I have a bass a guitar and a piano 
always always sitting there and i yeah it's it's just a, it's an incredible um situation to sit down and explore how a melody will work or how a uh, a riff will work or there's just so many facets of songwriting that it's it, for me it's still incredibly exciting so it's like a combination of passion and habit you've just been doing it all your life and and it just it comes to you naturally. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, you, you you know, if you're performing on stage, you've got to keep your you've got to keep everything working right. You know, you've got to keep your fingers. You've got to keep exercises. You know, you've got to keep practicing. Mm. Uh, but when you're practicing, why not look and see if there's another song there or another riff or right. another something else? And uh, it, 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 it it it's 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 always a challenge, you know. Well, lastly, does this mean, since you're always writing, there's going to be another John Lodge album? Well, I, who knows? It's whether, you know, whether people are interested in having one, uh, to be honest. Right. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's what it's down to. It, you know, when, when you write a song and you record things, you really need other people other than yourself. Yes. You, know, you need someone to come along and um, be part of it with you. That's right. important. And if you can find people who are part of it with you. Uh, we were always very lucky in the Moody's. We always had great people at the record company. Uh, Americans like Walt McGuire, David Braun. Um, always great people who were who would uh, follow us through, you know. Well, maybe the Moody's can put out a new album. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's just... I think now it's not even doesn't even need to be a full length. It could just be an EP or even a single. I mean, the fans I, I, love. I think I think that's absolutely right. You know, uh, absolutely right. Now it's just uh, yeah, it's it's gone full circle where you can come all the way back and it has, yeah, yeah, put a song out there that is so different. Uh, like I, I remember in England, the, the first real rock and roll song was a song called Move It. Huh. By Cliff Richard, it was yeah. so different. You didn't need an album; you could just buy that single, and that was almost that was not prog rock, but it was so different to mm. bubblegum music that it was it uh, uh, shone the torch really. And people love forty fives now again. Yeah, that not. Is bad <laughs> yeah I, I recorded acoustic version of uh, "Isn't Life Strange" and uh, "Simply Magic." And I've released that on uh, 45. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Is that on your website? Yes, I think oh. it is, yeah. Yeah. And, now, and yeah. now colored vinyl and all this stuff is very... Yeah, yeah there's colored everything. Actually, on Pledge Music, Yeah. Pledge, because I work with Pledge, I found for me that they're really good people over there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think everything's on, on Pledge, colored vinyl... Uh, yeah. Very cool. Well, I hope you do put out something soon. You know, I like, uh, especially if it's these, uh, you know, deluxe editions or limited editions, it makes it fun for the collector, you know? Yeah. So uh, thank yeah. you for taking the time, and I hope everyone, t- uh, all the Moody fans, come out to see you on thank tour. Thank you very much. Uh, thank, uh, hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for the interview. Oh, no problem. Thank you, John. Take care. Take thank care you. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, John Lodge. Thank you for coming on the Goldmine Magazine podcast. 
We'll be back in a few weeks. Our guest will be Mick Box from Uriah Heap. So bye for now. This is Pat Prince signing off. Don't forget to go to goldminemag.com for exclusive content and you'll get a percentage off your subscription. It's right there on the homepage. Just scroll down, uh, subscribe, and you'll also get a free gift. Um, You'll get to instantly download a digital record price guide. And don't forget to pick up the latest edition of Goldmine Magazine at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million and select record stores. Ace Freely is on the cover. It is the November issue. That's all for now. We'll see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.